So this is a short story that I wrote in October. I started in September, but the date that I have at the bottom of the document is October 30th, 2020. And it's not really completed. I don't know if anything is really ever completed, but I mean, I was still writing it up to the point that I decided to start recording this. Because I think the appeal of really recording the podcast and putting these projects into finality once they've been heard by an audience is that it's a effective way to kill them off because until I have some sort of finality on a project I'm always thinking it through it's still occupying some kind of space in my head so I guess it'll continue to be worked on but having some sense of completion to it some sense of closure is nice anyway this is called A Letter with No Return Address. When I first started it, it was called A Short Story About the Rest of History, but that kind of sucked. So, A Letter with No Return Address. Yesterday, for two minutes and 33 seconds, this message dropped unassumingly into the inbox of every active Hotmail.com user. Due to the lack of both a signature and intended recipient, it was sent to spam and was almost immediately deleted by watchful moderators. After careful deliberation, it has now been restored for public consumption. It's believed, and this is not a claim that should be taken as fact, that it was sent from the future. For the sake of preventing a mass panic, all references to nuclear war have been redacted. It begins. In 2052, scientists perfected a pill that allowed you to lucid dream every night. Eventually, it became so commonplace that most used it to get ahead on paperwork, until that eventually became the norm. But first, a few things about me. I'm old now, but I still have all my teeth. I've gotten everything I want more than my fair share of times, but I don't do that much anymore. I used to tell clever stories where it turned out that human nature was the villain until I found out that it wasn't. I was the original founder and current patent holder of the app Casual Court, which gives users a notification when they've been lied to. I sold the company after a few meetings where I told investors I was fully capable of running the company and their phones bleeped. I do not know how old I am. In 2063, it turned out the Chinese had been cloning world leaders for underground boxing matches. There was an international uproar until they started uploading the footage to the internet. Cultural lines fell away. 2064, Reagan beats Mandela in a ladder match. There's a few interesting studies where we discover that most people bet against their leaders. As clones are not considered to have souls, the only substantial violence was an intense bruising on the part of the loser's human counterpart's ego. 2065, subtraction becomes more popular than addition. I write an essay about it that makes the front page of the student newspaper I run. I'm very proud. But my real break comes when Marcus releases an album called Eventually We All Fit In, where the cover was a bunch of empty graves, and we were all like, that's so witty. I write about it and send my review to a magazine. They don't publish it, but I was told they did enjoy the read. Self-posted, it circulates music forums like a one-armed swimmer until it slips under, dead in the murk of internet backlogs. 2068. We realize that we've only done it once, so everyone stops saying it doesn't matter if society falls. Humanity will always bounce back. 2070. Humanity successfully develops AI. Sci-fi writers everywhere yell, that's so overdone, while also being very upset that they need to come up with something else. 2071. AI successfully reproduces the consciousness of Shakespeare. There's a website you can access where it'll instantly write a play for you, forced into a brief, horrifying ten seconds of lucidity before having his consciousness obliterated once again for your pleasure. He's born from and swallowed by the warm mechanical depths of technology's murky womb millions of times per hour. 
Of course, some people fall in love with him. But playwrights everywhere are out of work. The website is shut down after the newest season of SNL, which he wrote, has the worst reception to date. Humanity achieves its final goal of creating a truly exploitable workforce. We get bored. In 2072, we begin to test out that stupid fucking idea about infinite monkeys and infinite typewriters since Shakespeare is 404 again. We simulate a few less than infinite monkeys due to hardware constraints, but it turns out an existential crisis is beyond their intellectual grasp, so they bulk order bananas from Amazon and independently raise the average price to $12. Animal rights activists don't know what to think. 2073. Redacted. 2079. Creativity is 100 percented. AI thinks of everything. Nothing distinguishes humans from AI. The self-conscious bemoan their scientifically validated inferiority complexes. 2081. All of the dead are uploaded to the internet. I buy a subscription service to my parents. The older generations meander through loneliness like a retirement home with less laws. 2083. I begin to wonder if I'm AI. Fortunately, I discover that I have a soul. Wet leather comes into fashion. 2085. The power goes out in my home. I'm frightened, but I know for a fact that I paid the bill yesterday, today, and have the money ready for tomorrow. This happens all over what used to be the United States, but it's mostly concentrated around the San Andreas coast. Everyone gets excited that the apocalypse might be coming, but it keeps us waiting. The terrifying possibility that my lifetime may be just as inconsequential as the ones before it keeps me up all day. 2090. We're all perfectly comfortable. Everyone is happy, if not complaining, that they never even had the chance to be miserable first. Sitting in my kitchen, I say to myself, this is the third act. And I feel sad. I realize I probably never crossed paths with the protagonist. I turn back to WLF in time to see Thomas Jefferson put a spike through Angela Markle's head, and I say something snarky. 2093. Someone has an original thought again. I download some caffeine and skip work for the night. They won't miss me. I try to think about something futuristic, like a streetlight on a dirt road. Everything is fine. Everyone is happy. I'm hairless and clean. I toss words like forever around without considering it first. Everything is done for you, whether you're there or not. Utopia is tomorrow, and today is too large to narrow down to a word. And I'm happy. I know I am. I really am.